0: Peter, wake up, Jesus said. Could you not watch and pray for a little while? Come, it's time. My betrayer is here. We all got up and, and looked and through the trees we could make out what I can only describe as a mob heading towards us. And they had swords and clubs and torches. as, As they got nearer, I could make out the temple guard and leading them was Judas. Yeah, Judas was leading them over. And as they got nearer, Judas went to Jesus and He kissed him on his cheek Then everything went wild They started to grab Jesus And we all shouted no And I drew my sword And I started to slash wildly I cut one of the ears of Those that were with them And Jesus shouted Peter no Put away your sword If you want to use that sword Then be prepared to die with it We didn't know what to do What could we do? We just ran. We just scattered like sheep without a shepherd we ran. I ran to an old olive tree and I hid within its roots and watched from a distance. As he he started to grab Jesus and, and bind his hands like some kind of criminal, some kind of murderer. If... Eventually, they they started to walk out of the garden. So I came out of my hiding place. I kept a distance because I didn't want to get caught because they might stone me. Oh, I don't know. I followed them out of the garden and down and up the Kidron Valley to Jerusalem, and we entered by the East Gate. Oh, it was cold and so dark shadows were darting in every doorway and fear gripped my heart but I carried on, I carried on following eventually we got to the high priest's house Jesus was inside although I couldn't see him I peeped through the doorway and there was a blazing fire so I just followed a few others and just snuck in and sat around the fire and started to warm myself and as I looked around again fear gripped my heart because the very ones sat warming themselves were maybe the ones who had just arrested Jesus thankfully there was a cry from the house and they, they got up and dashed off but as soon as they'd left some, the women who, who served at the house sat down to, to warm themselves and I noticed one of them was looking at me you're one of his followers aren't you? Leave me alone, woman, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I pulled my hood up just to cover myself in some way, but she carried on looking, she knew. Yes, you was in the garden, you was there when Jesus was arrested, you're one of his, one of his followers. No, I'm not, leave me alone, woman, I do not know who this Jesus is. I, I, I got up and I moved back towards the door I came out of. Then everybody looked towards the house because there was a big noise as they dragged, as they dragged Jesus out. And they started to beat him and punch him and kick him and hit him with whatever they had and making a joke of it. This was Jesus. I moved further towards the door. And noticed the guard, his eyes was looking me up and down. That woman's right you're one of his I can tell by your accent you're the Galilean leave me alone I said I think I swore at him to my shame leave me alone I do not know this Jesus and as I said that the cockerel crowed and I remembered earlier in the day when Jesus was saying how he would die and that we would abandon him. And I said, I would never abandon you, Jesus. I would be willing to die with you, I said. Oh, Simon, Simon, before this day is out, you will deny me three times. I didn't want to look at Jesus because I know that hurt, pain, being let down would, would be in his eyes looking at me. But I had to look. And when I did look, there was my friend, my Lord, with the same compassion and love that he had always had for me. I just ran. I ran and I ran until I couldn't run no more, and I fell on my knees and I wept oh, bitterly. I wept. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me.
1: As Jesus stood before the high priests and the Sanhedrin the high priest said to him I charge you under oath by the living God tell us if you are the Christ the son of God yes it is as you say Jesus replied then the high priest tore his clothes and said he has spoken blasphemy why do we need any more witnesses Look now, you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophecy to us, Christ, who hit you? Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people came to the decision to put Jesus to death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor.
2: I don't feel I'm among friends here. You know me by one thing and one thing only. I'm the man who gave the order to crucify Jesus. Of Nazareth and to be flogged. I am Pontius Pilate. I alone have the authority to kill him or set him free. Before you judge me too harshly, though, remember this politics. When I saw Jesus the first time, I just saw this man standing there. And looking at people, accusing him and judging him. He just stood there. If you ask me, did you like Jesus? And I would say, yes. I saw him for a few hours. And he was an engaging man. There was something special about him though. Something I've never seen before. It was actually the Jews that brought him to me first. Their high priest Caiaphas brought him. They were screaming. They had blood in their eyes. They brought him before me because they already judged him. They found him guilty. They brought him to me for sentencing. While slander and accusations were thrown at him, I was watching him. I wanted to see his reaction. He said nothing. He just stood there. Serene. Something incredible. Never seen it before. They were they were bloodthirsty, these people. They accused him of everything. And I was thinking, what did this man do? He did nothing. So I made my decision there and then. I said, not guilty. This man is not guilty. He did nothing to deserve the death penalty. Nothing at all. Don't think that I was afraid to kill him. Don't think that for one second. I've sentenced many people to death. I killed many by my own hand. But this Jesus was not a common criminal. This Jesus was somebody special. Luckily for me, there was a custom in those days that I could free one prisoner, one prisoner for for the year, free him to the crowds. And I was thinking I'm going to use this to set Jesus free. So I went to the crowds and I asked them, who do you want me to set free? Jesus... Oh Barabbas, to my horror, the crowd started shouting at me, we want Barabbas, we want Barabbas, give us Barabbas. Couldn't believe my ears. Barabbas, a murderer, a killer, a guy who's been found guilty of murder, bad man, but they just kept on screaming at me. Barabbas, we want him, we want Barabbas. I went to them and I silenced them again. I said, what about Jesus? To my horror, they start shouting at me. Crucify him. Crucify him. We want him to be crucified. What could I do? I had no choice. I had to give them what they wanted. So I made the decision. I set Barabbas free. And I gave Jesus to the Jews. They took him tied him to a post and they flogged him more than that they were barbaric they took a robe purple robe put it around his shoulder one of them weaved a crown of thorns pushed it on his head and they mocked him they bowed in front of him saying hail king of the Jews they messed him up as they do with Jewish prisoners and he said nothing He just stood there Blood was streaking down his face. Blood was dripping down his robe. We're standing in a pool of blood. I was thinking, maybe this beating and his blood is enough. Maybe it's enough. It wasn't. They screamed at me. Blood-curdling screams. Crucify him. You need to crucify him. We want him to be crucified. What could I do? What could I do? I didn't want the blood of this innocent man on my hands. So I got a bowl of water. I washed my hands before the crowds and said, I'm innocent of the blood of this just man. It wasn't really enough for me. I felt guilt. This man, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, did not deserve to die. He did nothing wrong, absolutely nothing. That day a great crime was committed and I carry the guilt in my heart forever.
1: Bright today. Hello. I'm Simon. Simon is Cyrene. can't blame you. Not many people know my story. I'm just an ordinary guy really. There isn't much to tell. Except I was the one that helped carry the cross for Jesus. That was a day that changed my life forever. I was really excited before. I'd saved up all of the money I had so I could go on this trip to Jerusalem. I was going to go there to experience the Passover celebration. It was gonna be great. The atmosphere was going to be brilliant. So I traveled all day and I was so tired when I got there. But I went to the house where I was staying and settled myself in. When suddenly the host burst through the door. They've got him! They've got him! They've arrested Jesus! Who's Jesus? You don't know Jesus. Jesus is this guy who he's been traveling the land. He's been telling people he's the son of God. He's been healing the sick. He's been raising the dead. Everybody knows who Jesus is. But now they've arrested him. That's what he gets for saying that he's the son of God. That's what he gets for having blasphemy coming out of his mouth. I'd never known who Jesus was. By the sounds of it, he was some great man, I was never going to meet him, it had nothing to do with me, I was here for the festival. So I stayed there that night and the next day I went out into the city. It was tremendous, the food was fantastic, the streets were bustling with activity. I found myself going down one street, picked up a little by the crowd, there was a lot of excitement. But then I could hear what they were saying. Kill him! Kill him! Where's your power now, Jesus? This is the guy that my host had talked about. This was the guy that they'd arrested the, the other day. That's when I realised this was going to be one of those crucifixions. I'd heard of them. That's one of those Roman traditions. One of those cruel ways that they put the worst criminals to death. I'd never seen one before, but the crowd was pushing me along, pushing me along. I couldn't stop. I mean, the crowd completely had me, and all of a sudden, he was there. I knew it was him I saw the the band of thorns that they'd pushed onto his head so that the thorns stuck into his skin and the blood was pouring down his face and stinging his eyes I saw that His clothes were torn, through the rips I could see the bruises from the beating and the scars from the whipping that the guards were still laying on to him. Then I saw the look in his eyes. There was no anger. There was no hatred for the people around him that were still jeering and crying for his death. There was only sadness. And a forgiveness. And a love. I must have been paying too much attention because all of a sudden I was thrown forward by a Roman guard. Jesus has just fallen down in front of me. You help him. You help pick his cross. His Highness has to carry it too. So I get down and try to pick it up. It's so heavy. How had he been... Carrying this. And with another crack of the whip, we walk together. I can't even look at his face. I can see, even on his feet, the blooded prints that he's leaving in his wake. I can still feel the scars where the whip missed Jesus and hit me. Those last few moments as he carried the cross up to the hill on Golgotha were horrifying. There was nothing I could do. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't stop the crowds. I couldn't fight the guards. I was powerless. But this was an innocent man. I knew he didn't deserve to go up the hill. And still we walked. That day changed me forever. The day that I looked into his eyes and I didn't see anger, I didn't see resentment, I only saw forgiveness and I saw love.
0: of the skull in Hebrew Golgotha they nailed him to the cross two others were crucified with him one on either side with Jesus between them and Pilate posted a sign on the cross that read Jesus of Nazareth the King of the Jews the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city And the sign was written in Hebrew, Latin and Greek so that many people could read it. Then the leading priests objected and said to Pilate, Could you change it from King of the Jews to He said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate replied, No. What I have written I have written.
3: (sighs) Never in my wildest dreams. Could I ever imagine that such day of horror had ever come upon me? I remember the joy I felt as I cradled my baby in the stable. My precious little boy. I couldn't believe that God had chosen me to be the mother of his son. The saviour of the world. The miracles surrounding his birth. He had been special from the start. I should have known that this day would have come. There had been death threats ever since he was a baby. And he had spoken about his death more than once. But nothing can prepare a mother to watch her child die. He'd never done anything wrong. But yet he allowed those who hated him to do what they did to him. He even cried out, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. I mean, how could he? After what they were doing to him. I should have done something. I should have tried to at least stop it. But I had even learned by then not to interfere and just to wait on the Lord. So I stood there and I watched as my son hung there dying. And as he took his final breath, he cried out, It is finished. And I watched as the life, blood and water fell out of his side and formed a pool around him. And as he took his final breath, I cried out, My boy, my son, I love you. (laughs) And at that moment, I died too. The memory of that day will never leave me. as long as I live. I mean, it should have been me dying, not him. I should have died in his place. I would have died in his place. But even as I thought it, it wouldn't have been the same. All he ever did was help people, heal people and love people. He didn't deserve what they did to him. But I knew he had to die. And I had to let him go. And that was just my son. All about his father's work.
4: May be wondering who I am. I am Petronius, the Roman centurion who stood at the foot of the cross of Jesus. To be honest, I'd have gladly chosen any other duty that day. Something more physically demanding would have suited me well. After so many crucifixions, I found them to be a boring task, although. Seeing the criminals tortured and suffer did give me some sense of satisfaction. After all, as a leader and not a lenient one, justice had to be done. Watching crucifixions didn't bother me. I'd lost count of the number of men I'd put to death. So another day of crucifixions, no big deal. Two thieves, and a man who seemed harmless enough. I was familiar with him, of course. His name was Jesus. I'd heard things about him. To me then, he was just a delusional religious character. But he's never caused any serious harm to the Roman government. In fact, I'd heard of special miracles he'd performed... Even raising the dead back to life. Not really something to be put to death for, I'd have thought. On the day of the crucifixion, there was a large crowd. Much larger than normal. And they were loud.
2: There was a hunger in
4: the voices to see bloodshed. And to see this man, Jesus, killed. They were shouting taunts at him. They were mocking him. It intrigued me how so many people could hate someone so much who didn't seem to have done anything wrong. I stood back and I watched the crowd. And I watched Jesus to see the exchange take place. But as they shouted the vile abuse, it just stayed silent. It didn't retaliate once. Some of my men, they were playing games of chance for the opportunity to win his clothing. There just seemed to be a drive and a push that day to humiliate him as much as possible. Now, all of this didn't usually bother me, but there was something about this Jesus, something I'd never come across before. I stood away from my men as I watched, as this man's life slowly slipped away before us. I read the plaque above his head King of the Jews. I must admit, at the beginning, I'd laughed along with the rest at this most ridiculous thought. But now, as I stood and I watched, I found that I couldn't laugh any longer. A few paces to the side, there was a group of women and they were weeping and they were moaning and the shrill cries sent shivers down my spine. Oh, I've never witnessed anything like that. And then a man approached with a woman and Jesus spoke to them and he said to the man, look after this woman it was then that I realised that this was Jesus' mother so fragile so broken and carrying a burden far too difficult to bear as time went on the two thieves on the cross either side of Jesus started to talk to him One of them, he ridiculed him. He was no different than the crowd. But the other, the other seemed to respect him. With all that Jesus had gone through and all that he still had to go through, he looked down with love in his eyes. He even asked for forgiveness for those who wanted him dead. He was asking forgiveness for me. As I watched the events of the day unfold, I found myself agreeing with Pilate. This man had done nothing to deserve death. Nothing! Nothing! As the day progressed, his breathing began to get very laboured. He would push up to take a breath. But then the pain of the spikes in his feet would cause him to slump down. And the pain in his hands and his wrists would come. I'd seen this many times before. I knew in that position it was difficult to take a breath. And then, with his dying breath, he said three words three words I'll never forget. He said, It is finished. That was it. His life left his body and he was gone as he died tears rolled down my cheeks much in the same way that they're rolling down now as I retell this account Jesus had looked at me several times that day and each time it was as though it was peering deep within my very being. I felt defenseless in the center of his gaze, something i had never felt before. My heart had been touched, changed in some way. This man truly was the Son of God.